This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Date. NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 20th. Oh, yes, that's right. The rare late season Saturday slate that brings us together as we prepare to recap the Bills, Broncos, and Packers, Panthers games. Uh, and of course, check out the Picks podcast to get you ready for week 15 in the feed where we give out our best bets for the week. I haven't given away. We got plenty left in there. Don't worry about missing anything. You should worry though about missing out on winning a bunch of great, cool swag courtesy of CBS sports and Westinghouse. We have teamed up with them to give away 10 prizes for the holidays, including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station. Perfect for tailgates. Go to CBS sports.com slash happy holidays to enter. I'll put the link in the episode description so you can just click on it. The contest ends December 25th. Remember CBS sports.com slash happy holidays. All right. Happy holidays to Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Ryan joining us. Finally, he's not getting a little free vacation on Saturdays when he travels to Stanford. They're putting him to work. They said enough is enough. You'll be working on Saturdays, Wilson. You had to cover the NFL games when you went down there for your little weekly sojourn. Uh, and of course, John Breach, what's up? Wilson, I think you should respond first because he just grilled you for just being so lazy on Saturdays and finally having to work. Yes, usually I do respond first, John, and usually you interrupt me. So this time I was going to let you respond first, and then you had nothing to say, which is typical John Breach. Yeah, no, I'm here covering some football. It was actually uh, a great day to to be in Stanford, Connecticut. You don't hear that every day because not only were there two NFL games, there were a bunch of good college football games. So win-win for me. There you go. Thanks for your quick response. <laughs> uh, what a day of football, though. I mean, a day of sports, really. I mean, just wall-to-wall wall, uh, intense sporting competitions. And we will start with, uh, of course, we'll just cover the NFL games. We will start with the Bills and the Broncos game. The Bills put a beat down on Denver, 48-19. to 19. Uh, Obviously, they covered the six. Obviously, they covered the 48-and-a-half total. And Josh Allen. 41 fantasy points. Melvin Gordon was next up. The Bills win the AFC East for the first time since 1995. They are now 11 and 1 to win the Super Bowl, 5 to 1 to win the AFC tie with the Steelers for the second best odds. Are the Bills the team to take down the Chiefs breach? Uh, absolutely. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, just saying that if there was one team in the AFC, sorry to Ryan Steelers, so I think we pegged down at like fifth or sixth place. It absolutely feels like it's the Buffalo Bills. You look at all the weapons they have. They put up 48 points on the Broncos. You know, the Broncos playing at mile high. Their defense doesn't get in beat 
like this often. Even Patrick Mahomes only put up 43 points on them earlier this season in Denver, and they they just kind of move the ball at will. Stephon Diggs, he catches anything thrown his way, and if for some reason you start double-teaming him, then Josh Allen will find Cole Beasley, who's the best at sneaking around the field, showing up where, where you least expect it, and then catching any pass that's thrown his way. So uh, this Bills offense looks like they can play in a game if it turns into a shootout, which is what you need to have when you're playing the Chiefs. And the defense seems to be getting better every single week, although it did look like there were a few uh, injury concerns toward the end of the game when it felt like a, a Bills defensive player was going down like every play over the past six, the, the last six minutes. Uh, so hopefully everyone is healthy, but it does absolutely feel like the Bills are the team that could knock off the Chiefs if there is going to be one in the AFC that knocks off the Chiefs. So Josh Allen has thrown touchdown passes to 12 different receivers. Who do you think he's thrown the most touchdown passes to this year? Dawson Knox. Cole right. Beasley. Is it, is it Dawson Knox? So the layup sounds like Stephon Diggs. Clearly it's not because I asked that question. Gabriel Davis, rookie, has six touchdown passes. Oh. Steph Diggs is second with with five. Breach mentioned those injuries. Steph Diggs ended up in the locker room with a foot injury, so we don't know the extent of that. At least I don't. I didn't get a chance to, to look, uh, look it up on Twitter, so I don't know if there's been any. Updates on that, but right, that's a concern. If you lose a guy who has 111 receptions this year, which leads to NFL, um, that could be problematic. But again, Josh Allen's been balling out. And I, I will say this to follow up on Breach said. So I think the Bills clearly are the, the best team, the team best suited, assuming Josh Allen plays up to snuff to beat the Chiefs. Uh, the other teams, the Steelers, they can't run the ball and Big Ben throws the ball 40,000 times a game for a half a yard each time. The Colts, yeah, Philip Rivers, can he do it? I don't know. Can the defense show up if they're healthy? I don't know. The Titans, the run game can absolutely wear down the Chiefs. Their defense sucks so bad that I feel like Patrick Mahomes will score 100 points on them. Last year's Titan defense and this year's Titans offense, I think would, would probably be ahead of the Bills, but we're, we're clearly not here, there yet. I don't think the Browns or the Dolphins are, are quite yet in that conversation. So, yeah, it's the Bills for me. The biggest concern isn't the defense. The biggest concern is if the moment's too big for Josh Allen in the in the playoffs against a team like the Chiefs. The moment hasn't seemed a bit a big at all to Josh Allen at any point in the last six, seven, eight games. So I don't think so. But you know, we have to wait and see what actually happens when the game's played. It was interesting. I saw that somebody pointed out on Twitter, as, as people are wont to do, that um, it appeared as if Josh Allen may have been pointing up to um, John Elway's luxury box yeah. after each touchdown he scored. I don't and think. I had never really thought about this. I don't think Josh Allen, Josh Allen grew up a 49ers fan. And he um, played in Laramie, which is a couple hours away. So maybe his friends or family or someone's nearby in the sands. Well, but the Broncos passed on it. Right. You know, I understand why he probably job. I, maybe he was pointing at a family and friend. That's entirely possible. Um, it does. I don't know. I never, it never really occurred to me that the, that the Broncos might be a Josh Allen revenge game. But when you kind of think about it, it makes a little bit of sense that he might want to get some vengeance on him. And he did it, man. And it did feel like the, the Bills kind of kept things open throughout this entire game. Now the, the late, uh, Devin Singletary touchdown run was, uh, was obviously, you know, not, you know, Matt Barkley's in there. So it didn't matter, but it did feel like matter for me really fantasy team. I, it just felt like the, the Broncos were just poured it on the entire time. I mean, the Bills poured it on the yeah. entire time and that this was absolutely, you know, just what, uh, like Josh Allen wanted to show them something kind of felt that way. Is that crazy? Well, it literally felt like we were watching a college game where Sean McDermott was worried about what their ranking was going to be after the game or, or they were trying to get up in the college football playoff in the top four. Cause they did, they just kept piling on the points. They never took their foot off the gas. They were like, all right, Denver, you know what? We're, we're up what? by 
two touchdowns. We want to beat you by 30 points. So, uh, and they almost did. So what if, was, what if the strategy there was for the Josh Allen MVP push? Ooh. Aaron Rodgers ain't afraid to rack up stacks, stats. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Why not, uh, rack up some stats for Josh Allen? And by the way, you mentioned that the Broncos, not really doing much. Drew Locke had 99 first half passing yards, which whatever. He could certainly go off in the second half and make up for it. Uh, with about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, he had 100 passing yards. <laughs> here's how, here's how the second half started for, for Drew Locke. Sack, which was returned for a touchdown by, uh, Jerry Hughes when he picked up the fumble. The next pass went for negative six yards. Uh, and he, he needed on his final possession to go, one, two, three, four. He completed five passes in the final possession for 37 yards to help him finish with 132 passing yards on the day. So he threw for 33 yards in the second half after starting uh, with the fumble and throwing a pass for negative six yards and then a couple passes later throwing one for negative two yards. So not quite the afternoon for Drew Locke that Josh Allen had. No, no kidding. Uh, do you think there's a chance? I mean, do you yeah. think there's a chance that Josh Allen could actually win the MVP? I no. feel like when the odds, what are the odds right now? It was like, uh, I don't, I, 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 I don't think it's a bad idea to take a flyer out. Cause I look as far as value goes, I feel like he's the best value. Aaron Rodgers did not have a great game on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes is playing the Saints tomorrow. There's no guarantee he's going to have a great game. And if Josh Allen comes out of this weekend having played the, the best game and he's putting up numbers that Lamar Jackson put up last year, I think you at least have to put him in the conversation. Uh, I, I just don't feel like if he's in the conversation right now, uh, you know, it's a whisper. So I think that he'll be, it'll be a three way race if Patrick Mahomes struggles at all tomorrow. Uh, William Hill hadn't touched the odds yet. And, um, I don't see any anywhere else out there. So I would assume it's going to be a while. Alan was like 15 to one or 20 to one coming 15, into this. I want to say 15. I couldn't, I didn't want to corner myself, but I think 15 and one coming into this game. I think that's yeah, something 15 or 20 to one. I mean, a pretty, I think he was. Russell Wilson might have fallen down like, no, he was, he was, I think Allen was actually 20 to one. Russ was 15 and Rogers, might Rogers be was to two. One. And then Mahomes is like minus 250. Now look at the Chiefs lose to the Saints on Sunday, but that's what, the, how is that not possible? Why are you shaking your head? They have a quarterback with 14 broken ribs and no arms. It, it they could easily lose to the Saints. It's not out of control. It's a two and a half point game. It's not easily. No, they're not going to lose. Like that. Uh, and my, we're not going to get caught in the semantics about how my, the nature of which the Chiefs and the Saints could lose. If the Chiefs lose to the Saints, which is entirely possible in the realm of possibility, Michael Thomas then, isn't playing. What? <laughs> Michael Thomas isn't playing either. Yeah, bet the Alvin Kamara over receptions. By the way, Go ahead, six dude. and a half. Six and a half. That's it. With Drew Brees out there. How many catches? Oh, Devontae Smith was six and a half, and so was Steph Diggs was six and a half. Why is it six and a half on all these guys? Devontae Adams, you mean? Yeah, who'd I say? Oh, uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith, he's the Allen. He went over six, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had 184 receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Bills defense really came together again. They had a, uh, a Jerry Hughes had a, a, a touchdown on a scoop score. You know, they didn't allow the Broncos to do much. Noah Fant had the one touchdown, or I guess Melvin Gordon had the two rushing touchdowns. Noah Fant had one. Noah Fant's touchdown was a great throw, great catch. But again, yeah. Drew Locke, you know, you're, you're talking about is it, uh, Josh Allen a legit MVP? Is Drew Locke going to be the quarterback next year? I think that's a fair question to ask too, because they're going to have a top. Is Rick Fangio going to be the coach next year? Oh boy. 
That's another great question to ask. So right now, the Broncos have the number 10 pick. So they, there should be some quarterbacks sitting out there to... Sorry, by the way, excuse me, Diva points out Russell was 50 to 1 after last week. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that can't be right. No way Russell. Remember he was minus 150? It's just, and we were like, there's no way you can't stop Russell because he's cooking and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, like if you look at what the Bills did and, you know, the Broncos were down to, you know, I mean, they had, they were down to like practice squad guys at, at, uh, at, at cornerbacks. I mean, like cut them a little bit of slack, but you know, if you look at what the, the Bills did, I mean, Really a very impressive effort all around. The, the one weakness they seem to have is that you can run on them because they're a little smaller on the interior. And that's it. I mean, if you, you know, Tredavis White banged up, that's a concern. But by and large, I mean, what is there not to like about this team? Cole Beasley, 112 receiving yards. Stephon Diggs, 147. They have tons of weapons and John Brown isn't even healthy. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are really nice one-two punch out of the backfield. I don't know that either one is necessarily a feature back per se, but they complement each other really well. Moss more bruising, Singletary so explosive. And again, the defense is coming together. Like this, this team can beat the Chiefs in, you know, I don't think, I think they'll probably, I think the Chiefs would win seven out of 10, maybe six out of 10. I was going to say six and a half seems like the line. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you mean the spread would be? Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah, the spread, not the line. That's right. I'm probably betting the bills. bills. Yeah, taking the bills. At six and a half. If it was like six four. Six and a half. Six and a half out of ten games. That's what I mean. Oh. Yeah. That's, well, that's confusing, Wilson. So what well, about, he, What's wins would, over Wilson? But you uh, said the spread. That's weird. No, no. You said six games, seven games. And I was thinking, I think if you set the line for out of ten games, how many would the bills win? Gotcha. Well, gotcha that gotcha. line is six and a half. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The over under for number of times out of 10, the Bills would win would be, or the Chiefs would win would be six and a half. But I mean, like, that's a pretty good number for, when you're talking about the Chiefs and how well they've been playing. It just feels like the Bills are peaking at the right time. Too. If you ask that question at the beginning of the season, it would be nine and a half. So that, that's how far the Bills have come in three months, however long we've done this. Game. Absolutely. Um, what else do we need to say about this game? I mean, it's crazy that the Bills have won seven of their past eight games. Their only loss was on a Hail Mary. Yeah. So you take that out. Like you said, they're peaking at the right time. That would be eight straight wins, but even though it's only seven out of eight, that's still incredibly impressive. They've beaten bad teams. They've beaten good teams. I mean, they beat the Seahawks. They're a good team. And they stomp bad teams too. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're not close except for the Jets one game with one score, but divisional opponents are different because those games can go, uh, anyway. Does it matter whether they're the two or the three seed right now? The two seed, the Steelers are playing the Dolphins, the three seed, the Bills would play the Colts. Does it matter? I forgot the Bills. So the Bills' three losses are one to Arizona that Breach pointed out. Uh, then two, they had that crazy Tennessee game on that uh, Tuesday where they got blitzed 42-16. And then oh, the next God. week they lost 17-26 to to the Chiefs. So like, they kept it within nine points of the Chiefs. And um, I don't even remember that Chiefs game. I don't either. <laughs> I was trying to think about it. God, I don't remember that. Was that a That's, Monday night? That, that was a busy – We had, I think we had two games because that was after they played their Tuesday game. That was no, that was the Romo, um, Romo Nance in, uh, Kansas City on Monday, right? No, I think Romo Nance was New England, Kansas City. Oh. Yeah, I got nothing. No, no, this is the 5 p.m. game on, uh, on, on, uh, I think it was on CBS. No, 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 that, it was on Fox because that, that was supposed to be the Thursday game that week, but then the Bills Titans game got moved to Tuesday and then their Thursday game got moved to Monday. There you go. All right. Anyway, the point is, no one cares about this. What was your original question, Wilson? Would you rather well, be the two or the three? Because right now the two. I don't think it matters. 
two two C plays the Dolphins, so the three C would play the Colts. Well, let me add to Wilson's question. So we're talking about how the Bills got really banged up toward the end of this game. Does it matter to be the two, three, or even the four? And if it doesn't, do you just in, in a couple of your guys banged up? Do you just say, you know what, screw it. We're just, you guys just rest the next two weeks, get better. Uh, cause we don't care what C we get cause it doesn't matter cause no one's getting a buy. We can't get the buy. So we'll just, uh, it's funny you say that breach because I had uh, someone tweet me and, and ask the same question about the Steelers. So the Steelers, the Bills, the Titans are all going to rest people. <laughs> They're all well, gonna... The Titans can still lose the four seed to the Colts. Oh, well, right. And the Bills can technically still get the one seed if the Chiefs lose out and the, the yeah, Bills so win out. I think so. the Bills, again, we don't think it's likely, but it's possible that the Saints could beat the Chiefs on Sunday. Right. If, so that will determine, I think, what the Steelers and Bills correct. may have conversations about, whether they do or not, we'll see. But they'll certainly probably consider resting some guys that don't need to be playing. Well, I, I pointed this out. God, it may have been on uh, uh maybe on the after Thursday show. Or, you know, we talked about this on Thursday show with the Steelers and the Bills and how – and how the playoffs in week 17 might be weird. And I ended up tweeting with Greg Rosenthal of NFL media about it. I think there's a really good chance that yes, the Bills will absolutely rest. If the Bills are one game back of the Steelers for the two seed going into week 17, I think the Bills will rest everybody anyway. I don't think they'll care about it. I think they'd much rather be healthy and get that, you know, get a bye week, so to speak, than risk injuring guys in week 17, uh, to try and get the two seed instead of the three seed. Like it doesn't, the only, and if, and in fact, the logic for being the three seed would be that while the two seed gets the Dolphins, the two seed could also get the Ravens, which would be kind of a nightmare. Although yeah. I guess if the, we think the Colts will probably be the five seed, right? I could be the Browns and uh, you know, whoever loses yeah. the AFC South could be the five seed. I think the only seed you don't want is the four seed because if you're going to get the chiefs in the second round, if you win, your game. So if you want to avoid the Chiefs as long as possible or maybe hope they get upset in the divisional round, then you want the two or three seed. Otherwise, yeah. I, I don't think there's any difference between the two or three seed. And so like you guys are saying, if I'm the Bills and I find out after week 16 that I cannot get the number one overall seed, I am literally benching everybody uh, for week 17. I'm letting the Dolphins run all over me. And uh, I don't The Steelers might be doing the same thing. If they if they can get past the Bengals on Monday night, I have to get that Ryan Finley tattoo. <laughs> They'll look one of the AFC North, and then they can let the Browns have their Super Bowl in Week 17 and blow the doors off the ceiling. And then it would be even funnier if, if there's a playoff spot on the line for the Browns and the Dolphins, because the Dolphins Ooh. would be playing the Bills, resting their starters. The Browns would be playing the Steelers, resting their starters. There you but, go. That could be what's interesting about Week 17. Okay. All right. So the I'm just trying to think. So the Titans are nine and four. Yep. If they win this week, as a, they're Huge double digit favorites of the Lions, although Matthew Stafford is supposed to start. <laughs> he gets hit twice, although he might not get hit at all. It's the Titans pass rush, you know. That's true. I'm just okay. thinking if the Titans get, if the Titans win this week and they're 10 and four, I think your point about the Chiefs is huge breach. Cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you should, um, ever try and play matchups like, like, you know, like, I don't think you should ever sit guys or start guys or mess with week 17 trying to get the best round one matchup. Like to me, that makes very little sense unless there's just some obvious situation. Even what's that work for Jeff Fisher? I mean, even for the NFCs, did it work for Jeff Fisher? No, but he had that whole thing about sitting starters in week 17 and then they lost the next week. Yeah, exactly. Like even if you're getting a matchup with the NFCs, I just don't think it necessarily. I just don't think it ever makes any sense. But I do agree that if Buffalo is one game ahead of Tennessee and they're the three seed, 
and they're it, like regardless of where they are with the Steelers, that it would behoove them to play to try to win Week 17 because then you guarantee you can't see the Chiefs until the AFC Championship game. That's a that's a big plus, right? Don't be the fourth seed. Yeah, I mean it is a big plus because if the Titans are the fourth seed, let's just say that the seeds are what they are right now, and then they play the Browns or the Colts in the wild card round. If let's say, let's say it's Titans Colts because I think that would be the worst case scenario for the Chiefs because I think the Titans and the Colts are two teams that could you know like obviously I think the Chiefs will probably win eight out of ten against both those teams, but I do think that that's, those are you if you're the Chiefs, that's not who you want to see in the in the right or, right because yeah. they can play ball control. Keep Physical run, run teams that, yeah, absolutely. No defense. They'll crush them. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're Pittsburgh and Buffalo, you're looking at it as, all right, we would have, ideally, you want to have Cleveland and Miami. As good as Cleveland might be, as good as Miami might be, they're, you know, they're, I think those are the teams you would rather play. So you'd rather be two and three and see six and seven. Now, obviously, if one of those teams wins and they, they it gets realigned still, right? What do you mean? Like, Ryan. They would, well, let me just, Ryan, if the, if the Steelers beat the Bengals, they cannot be the four seed, or they can't fall below the Titans because they have the head to head over the Titans and the Steelers will get the 12 wins and the Titans can do 12 and four at best. Yeah. So at that point, do you bench everyone for two weeks, let everyone get healthy? Yeah. Why not? I think one week, two weeks is a lot. That's a long time not to play, play them in the first half of, of uh, this week. No, you got to play them all in week 16. Well, you play the, you have, you have the Colts in week 16. Play the Colts. So maybe you want to try to win that. But if you hurt someone, I mean, I don't know. All right. You got to take a break. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will, uh, we'll talk about the other game that was really competitive. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so the Packers and the Panthers played a game. The Panthers actually covered, surprisingly. Way, quickly, two weeks, I've decided, two-week buy for the Steelers. Take those two weeks off. All right, <laughs> See, it's not this I like the whole, the whole seventh playoff thing creates all these new scenarios of you know what maybe my team needs rest. Uh, this has been quarterback's a hundred years old. He needs, I mean, he needs to like a two week vacation. His knee is like stitched together Rudolph. with Kleenex wrappers. Rudolph, maybe it's <laughs> Chris Trapps tweets. Nice Rudolph coming in. Um, all right, go so ahead. Packers beat the Panthers twenty four to sixteen. This yeah. game, I, I don't know how this game was over too. It was never competitive. It was 21 to three. It was a bloodbath. Roger and Aaron Rodgers actually lamented, um, after the game, how poorly they played and, and how that's not the way you got to play if, if you're trying to, trying to, you know, win a Super Bowl and all of that. Uh, I'll ask you this. My, my first question, cause this is sort of what I was chatting with people about. 
what what did we think about the um Matt Rule kicking there with two or four left in the game clock. Oh, we were talking about this while you were trying to figure mm-hmm. out your computer on. I was fine with it. Eric Casillas was asking the same questions Breach was getting um, from people in NFL chat room. So, Breach, why don't you explain it? Because you did a good job of explaining it. All, all right. Good. I absolutely loved this decision. I think more coaches should do it. And this is like Greg Rule has been all very analytical this year. And this is just one that makes sense. And here is why. So, uh, who caught the pass? Uh, DJ Moore. So DJ Moore catches a pass on third and one. You get down to the Packers 15 Runs out yard of line. Runs out of bounds. There is 208 left. Okay. The Carolina Panthers have one timeout. You're down two scores. You have to score twice. So a, a big question was, why not take a shot to the end zone? So we'll just rewind real quick. Uh, Rule says, you know what, we're going to kick the field goal. We're not taking any shots in the end zone. We're going to kick the field goal with 208 left. And the reason you do that is because you need the two-minute warning as an extra timeout because if you don't have that two-minute warning and the Packers get the ball back, you only have one timeout. The Packers can run probably a minute 30 off at least, uh, and then you're going to be stuck with like 20 seconds. So if you take a shot to the end zone with 208 left, if Teddy Bridgewater gets sacked, Boom, it goes down to two-minute warning. If the play goes long where he starts scrambling and then throws a dart into the end zone, boom, two-minute warning. If Teddy Bridgewater sees someone open at the eight-yard line who is just wide open says, I'm making the throw, I think he can get in the end zone, that guy gets tackled, boom, two-minute warning, and then you end up kicking the field goal anyway, you know, one or two plays later, uh, you know, then you're just back where you started. So now you kick the field goal, which took the clock down to 204. So then the next question is, do you kick the onside kick? Or do you kick it out of the end zone? And I tweeted this as soon as they were kicking the field goal, that if they're kicking the field goal, you have to do a touchback. That's the only thing that makes sense here. They're not going to do an onside kick. Because if you kick the onside kick and Green Bay touches it or fields it and the clock goes down the two-minute warning, that defeats the purpose of kicking the field goal. So the thing you want to do there is kick it out of the end zone. So now the Packers have to run a play on the opposite side of the two-minute warning. Boom. They can only burn four seconds off. They run another play, you get your timeout, and then they can only run one full 40 second play out of three downs. And it was just, you're going to get the ball back with, you're going to get the ball back with roughly a minute and change remaining. Right. And so they ended up getting the ball back. They ran their first after they, the Packers went three and out. The Panthers ran their next play at the 55 second mark. If they had not done all this stuff with the two minute warning, they would have gotten it back with about minus 40 seconds, minus the time of a play. We'll say five seconds. They would have gotten the ball back with about 10 seconds left. Uh, and they would have had to go 80 yards, which is, you know, unless you're completing some sort of Baker Mayfield 75 yard throw, Hail Mary and not throwing out the ends. It just, it's not happening. So 55 seconds at least gives you a chance. Yeah. It was the, the problem is the argument against it is that when you kick the field goal, you are now down eight. And if you got the touchdown, so if you're down 11 and you score a touchdown, you're going to go for a two-point conversion, right? Yeah. Yes. It, you need to know whether the whole the whole principle behind this game theory stuff is you need to know whether or not you're going to get the two-point conversion because if you don't get the two-point conversion after you score the touchdown, you are then not going to – you no longer need a field goal. You need another touchdown. You so the idea being that – and I, I mean, like, I can kind of see it from Rule's perspective. I, I, I'd love to hear some – I'm not sure that your argument is right analytically. I would have to see the math, but I, I don't think what you're saying – I think what what Rule did is exactly right in terms of analytics. Like, I don't think 
your argument holds water analytically to what he actually did. I think he did it perfectly because he got the ball back literally with 55 seconds to go. I mean, that's the best case scenario. He lost. So, well, that's just because they, I mean, the, the probability is 100%. If you kick a field goal, you're going to win the game, but it increases your chances of winning as opposed to waiting until after the two minute warning. But, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like if you, I hear what you're saying, but it's still a lot has to happen for that to work. And it seems like just anecdotally, a lot more has well, to happen and, in your case. And the, the analytics of that fall apart the further along you get in. So like if there's eight minutes left, that's the easy choice. Like, you want to know how many points you need, but if you kick the field goal, you know you need eight points. Uh, you, if you're, it, yeah, it just it's. I understand. Like, if you get the field goal, you're going to get. Either way, you are. The mindset bad. of your team is that we can absolutely still win this. But game. Mindset doesn't play into the analytics. That doesn't. Right. That doesn't, right. 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 Yeah. But it plays I'm into. How that, your but I'm saying, play. like, you're only going to get one more possession. Right. But see, maybe that's an even better argument for why you should get the touchdown because you need to know. If you get the touchdown, you're going to have way less time when you get back. But you have to get the touchdown in eight seconds. You have to get right. it in seven seconds because it has to happen before the two-minute warning. If you get it on the other side of the two-minute warning, then it, it defeats If you get it in four seconds, three seconds. You have to get it before the two-minute warning is what Breach is saying. And oh, then you get the time that the, the field goal was kicked. Yeah. Right. So you, the, the field goal was snapped at 2.08. So – it, it, that's when the next offensive play would have happened. You would have had to score with 201. So you had seven seconds to throw a touchdown pass. And if it hits the two minute warning, you're just not going to get the ball back with enough time. Now, if you have three timeouts, I would imagine you probably still go for it there. I mean, you keep going down the field because. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. It's the fact that you can get the timeout at the two point conversion or the, the two minute warning. Excuse me. I think even if you had two timeouts, you probably would have taken you, maybe gone. That's where it would get a little touchy and it yeah, could go either that. way. But at one or zero timeouts, you didn't have a choice. You have to do it on the. Because two or three, like if you had three timeouts, timeouts, three timeouts, you're, you don't know if you can get that far down the field again. So you, and you have ability to stop the clock, but I don't know what the math is after that. I think at zero timeouts, you have to go for the touchdown and then kick an onsides. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at that point, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, the percentage of getting an onside kick is so low that it does make sense to. To do what they did. I, I'm just saying, I don't, and I think one of the things is important too with this, you know, people talk about the analytics and all this stuff. Like the, all these analytics, there's no cut and dry right or wrong answer, even with the analytics. Some analytical models are more aggressively tuned than others and say, go for it more often and do different things. You know what I mean? Like there's, like yeah. you can get, you can get varying responses from different analytical outputs. But I mean, having said all that, you know, I, maybe clearly, I mean, Matt Rule wasn't just like farting around out there. He had to have, had to have a plan, right? That's yeah. Uh, he like knew he exactly what he was doing. Yeah. That's he how said the field goal team, as soon as, uh, more like he didn't even think twice. He knew he what he was quick, doing yeah. as, as soon as I, they got I, the field goal. This way. Um, there's like this sort of this, uh, thing in, in, in like physics they talk about where like there are an infinite number of monkeys banging on typewriters eventually they'll bang out Shakespeare at some point right. yeah you could have infinite number of Freddie Kitchens they are never in any circumstance <laughs> going to call the plays that Matt Rule called at the end of that game yeah that's, either that's, Matt Rule's a genius or a moron I, that, but that was the discussion I think uh, uh, and I will say the uh uh the Dolphins they did something similar last week uh when they were playing the Chiefs they were down 33 to 24 they got in the field goal range. They kicked a field goal with 16 seconds left to cut it 33-27. Well, that's a no-brainer. Because you, it also has to do with how much time is left on the clock overall. Because, you know, if you try to score a touchdown there and you scored four seconds left, you know, you didn't really leave yourself any time. So that is part of the reason you take the field goal because you can get the points now because you assume your kicker is going to make 
you know, anything inside 45 yards. Um, did anything the Panthers do other than that? In, I mean, DJ Moore had 131 receiving yards. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was okay. I mean, he's, he's good. He's been, he's, he's ran for at least one touchdown. I can't remember. For he's, him. he's like a poor man's Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think they're living in the same neighborhood right next to each other. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think Alex Smith is, he's just a modern I, Alex Smith. I think football team would be slightly better with, with, um, Teddy just because he's healthier. But I mean, again, half dozen of one. Like it just depends. One day Alex Smith's yard looks nicer because he just cut it. A week later, Teddy Bridgewater's yards looks nicer. But I will say this, something that is positive, that defense. Now, I don't know if that's just Aaron Rodgers and that offense going through the motions. And sometimes we've seen Aaron Rodgers not quite be in the mood to play football. It doesn't happen very often. We saw it in the Tampa Bay game in which they got the, the doors blown off. But I was telling Breach before you came on that the last seven possessions before the end of the game, yep. Packers punted six times and kicked a field goal. And that started with the last two possessions of the first half and leaked over into the second half where they did act absolutely nothing. The, yeah, real, uh, the Packers, Packers only had 49 yards of total offense in the second half. They crossed over the 50-yard line, so they scored three touchdowns to open up the game. Just bang, bang, bang. That was it. All, great drives, ripping them up, and then they they crossed the 50-yard line twice after that. So uh, this concerns me. I don't know if we all in agreement that the Packers still the best team in the NFC. That's actually a little murkier than than the AFC, of course, with Kansas City. Um, but here's what concerns me. I think they play the Titans next week, right? I think that's their next matchup. Yeah. So the Titans defense stinks. We know this. Guess what the Panthers defense is? Not great. Yeah. And the difference is that the Titans, they can control the ball with Derrick Henry. They can have, you know, have 38 minutes of clock, have just Derrick Henry run over you for 38 minutes. They're going to have a chance to win this game. It's in Green Bay. I don't know if yes. Tennessee cares about the, the weather so much. I mean, you know, Nashville isn't always unicorns and rain, rainbows weather wise. So. I don't think that'll be an issue, and I think they're sort of built to to play in crappy weather. So the Packers can get right. This is like a little red flag. Well, and along those lines, the the Panthers win in this game with the sixth fewest sacks in the NFL. Uh, They had 19 going into the game. They had four just tonight. So they got 20% of their total in one game Mm. against Aaron Rodgers. And then the Titans, you just mentioned, Ryan, actually have the fewest sacks in the NFL at 14 um, yeah, and Brent, you mentioned the early touchdowns. I felt like the huge play in this game was the Teddy Bridgewater fumble. You know, the Panthers uh-huh. huge play. 14 Matt Rule was pissed about it, too. I mean, he should have been. You get down to the one-yard line. If you're going to make <laughs> the jump over the pile, you got to hold on to the ball. You can't fumble it. And if the Panthers score there, it's 14-10. to 10, But instead, Kevin King picks up that fumble, returns it 50 yards. The Packers score like six or seven plays later, and all of a sudden, instead of 14 to 10, it's 21 to three, and that was basically the ball game. I don't think anyone of us thought that the, that Carolina was going to come back from 21. Was there any conversation about four progress being stopped? Anyone uh, bring up anywhere? I don't think, it, yeah, oh. I think if no, there's been the a four progress refs were in the Florida Alabama game. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that four progress problem. You serious? I didn't see the whole game because I was working. Oh, Lord, Kyle Trask. God. I mean, it's fumbled on the one. Alabama scoops out. They're like, yeah, forward progress. What are you going to do? Oh, I uh, saw that. I didn't know they called it back. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So Ooh. the, um, all right. Yeah. The, the Bridgewater thing, Matt Rule said afterwards, he's like, one of the things about our program is we don't reach the ball over the goal line. It's like this, he's very adamant about it. Very Sounds passionate. like something Belichick would say. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. He was so adamant about not, not reaching the ball over the goal line. Uh, did, uh, but, did Teddy know that? Teddy should have said, well, maybe if you called a 
better play and didn't ask and he apologized to his teammates about it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I know why you do it. I know why you tell them not to do it. Yeah, I think the thing with the Packers is I think the Packers can give anybody a good run if they play at their highest level. You can run on them, though. Here, let me ask you the question that Eric Casillas asked on on uh, HQ. Which team is best suited in the NFC, the National Football Conference, to beat the Packers? Mm, the Buccaneers. Ugh, that's what he, he I think, said. I, I think, think the Rams you could put on that list. Rams too, yeah. Now the Rams is what Jamie Eisenberg said. EK took the Buccaneers. I took the Seahawks. Who'd Pete Prisco take? It was just me, Pete, and, and EK. Oh, Pete's that. not working because it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing for the podcast. The way the Packers schedule set up, hold on, one, second. Hold one on. win. Devo, please cut that and send it to Pete so he can get angry. <laughs> All right, go ahead. He's, he's, he's still need to boycott the picture and never come on the podcast again until I pay him his $200. Uh, just the way the Packers schedule is set up, they only have one win over a team with a winning record. So you don't know. We'll know next week. Well, yeah, I mean, we will know next week because they lost to the Colts and they lost to Tampa Bay and then they beat New Orleans. So they're one and two when playing teams that currently have a winning record. And, yeah, obviously the Titans so, are. I'll say this. This is my argument for the Buccaneers not being that team. They, that offense hasn't showed up all year. That's a concern. The, I think we all agree the concern with the Rams is Jared Goff. We just don't know which Jared Goff's showing up. And the concern with, with the Seahawks, of course, is which Seahawks team is going to show up, the early team or the late team. I do say, I keep making this point, Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Lewis are finally getting after the quarterback. Is that enough? I don't know. I, I think to beat the Packers, you want to be a physical defense that smacks them in the mouth, and they just kind of – Wilt up and Buccaneers fans are so angry with the way Todd Bowles has been calling these games recently. I don't know if they're getting the most out of their defense. Well, and the crazy thing about a game like this is if you thought the Packers were going to struggle is because they were going to come out flat, but it was the opposite. Like they came out on fire, scored 21 points in their first three possessions and, and then did, did yeah. nothing the rest of the game. And then you don't usually see it that way. If, if they're going to struggle, it's usually the other way around. Yeah, so that's surprising. true. Um, yeah, they're uh they're in good shape now. They are eleven and three. Although, you know, Roger's saying what he said after the game. Seriously, he was like, you know, we didn't he's like, we didn't play that well. He's like, that's not what you want to see. That's not how you want to play. You know, that they should have blown out the Panthers and and you know Carolina had the chance to come back and tie it at the very end. So that we're also at the point in the conversation where any bad game, any bad half, any bad quarter, we just blow it out of proportion. It's just one sure. game. That's, they beat a bad team. That's all you have to do. Just get the win. They did this last year a lot too. Last year, even though Breach loved him last year, I don't know if you ever heard him talk about that, they weren't as good as they were this year. They were running the ball a lot. Agreed. No, I agreed with you with Brinson. I said they were frauds. The only thing I said was that I picked him to go to the NFC title game last year. Oh, my God. How did you squeeze it in again? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Saints can take care of the Packers, too. Saints defense is playing a lot better than it was. I am wor- You're not worried about Drew Brees? No. Playing Sunday afternoon after puncturing his lung and breaking eleven ribs, that guy should he be playing three football weeks. for like six months. He's fine. my he's my age. Are you kidding he, me? He's fine. Wilson, how long would it take you to heal from three broken ribs, let alone eleven? Six I wouldn't go to years. play my yeah my old man soccer league. I would have to retire. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Done. They'd have a hall of fame ceremony. You actually could give the Packers a little trouble as Washington. No. Stop it. I think we've now named everyone in the NFC that is qualified for a playoff position, except for Arizona. Yeah, not Seattle, not Arizona. No, I said Seattle. Uh, Wilson said Seattle. Anything else we need to cover? Oh, are the Packers going to get the number one seed? Yes. 
Yes. They get the bye. They're good. Uh, the Packers, six and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. Now the Chiefs are plus 180 to win the Super Bowl. Hilarious. Saints, seven to one. Bills, 11 to one. Rams, 11 to one. Steelers, 11 to one. Bucks, 14. Seahawks, 14. Ravens, 16. And Colts, 28. Man, that Colts. I like that Colts number. That's, that's yeah, go ahead. Put sexy a, number. Put a million dollars on it. You'll be rich. A million dollars? Well, if I had a million dollars to bet on the Colts at 28 to one, I'd already be rich. That's, that's, that's oh, a pie down hard. I can't rebut because Breach keeps interrupting me. I laughed. I didn't interrupt at all. I, well, that was the funniest thing Brent said on like, the podcast. Bucks on it, you'll be rich. Wilson, a, you rarely get the dunk with the with the onions in your face, but Brenton got you there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, great. We'll talk about it. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back, of course, Sunday night to or tonight. To recap the uh, the full day of action, subscribe, rate, review. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>